0: Welcome to I Am Goddess Collective Podcast, a sacred space for empowerment through modern magic, spiritual activism, and reclaiming your power. I am your host, Nixie Marie, feng shui practitioner, earth activist, and mystic, here to support and inspire your journey in becoming the change you wish to see in this world. That change starts within. Join myself and fellow thought leaders, metaphysical experts, and luminaries each week as we explore practical and magical ways to living in your highest alignment. Your journey as an empowered goddess begins here. Let's dive in. Hello, sisters. Welcome back to another episode of... I am Goddess Collective Podcast. I hope you're having a magical day and you are tapping into your highest self right now in this moment. Um, Also on the real, are you guys guys excited for 2020? I I know I've been talking about this so much, but I feel like it's kind of coming up here really quick. So I cannot believe it. I cannot believe that it is really happening and that it's just going to be a big one, a big one for all of us. And um, I thought this episode would be so perfect for just a little deep dive. And I have a hunch that this topic that we're going to discuss is going to interest some of you and potentially lead you into a career. So here we are, the Akashic Records. We've got the lovely Ashley Wood who is an amazing healer, uh, works with the records and has really just transformed her life in such a profound way by living in alignment and connecting to the akashic records. And she explains on this episode what the akashic records is, how you can connect with the records. well, you've you've actually got to get a um initiated and really understand like how to work with the records from someone who is a trained master or healer. So, It's not something you can just, I think, ultimately do on your own. I definitely think this is something that requires a mentor, a teacher, a guide to some degree. So um, if you've been feeling called or you've just heard that kind of come up or you have no idea what the Akashic Records is, that's what this episode is going to be about today. So I'm very excited to kind of jump into a new topic we have not yet Really explored on this podcast, and there's so many layers to it. Um, I don't personally, I haven't had any experience working with the records. Uh, I have friends who have been. Um, I think it's it's sort of like Reiki, where you kind of get attuned or you learn how to open the records and how to close the records. So uh, we get to learn all about that today. Are you guys excited? I am. Ah, <sighs> so I just uh, celebrated my birthday, my 30th birthday, and I danced all weekend long, and I wanted to kind of share some of my takeaways from my weekend. Um, I'm going to be doing a full episode on the lessons from my Saturn return coming next year because I've just had so many. And I, this weekend, especially like felt like a huge shift happened where all of a sudden I just like found myself again. I feel like, gosh, you guys, the, the Saturn return phase for any of you that are in it or are going to step in it or have already been through it you know, and will know the intensity and the um, experience that it is and how it, it's different for everyone, you know, and it's definitely not something to be feared. But for me personally, it was a, a good uh, measure of my own success and really seeing what I'm really capable of and how strong I am and also just being myself, like how much I how much work I've really done on myself. So Anyways, I went dancing this weekend and I chose to not drink alcohol the entire weekend as I, I had like literally one glass of wine um, and really just got into this place, which I haven't really not drank, you know, to a degree in which like I'm celebrating, it's my party, it's my birthday, I'm going to go dancing all night or something like that. And, you know, there's like one, two, two, three drinks or whatever, etc. And this, this this, this year, I just, I don't know, I felt this huge, strong pull to really not do alcohol. And so I definitely was, it was a good, good thing for me. I I love, 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 love my tribe, my community. And we're, you know, a lot of us are burners and we love to dance and late night deep house music. And that comes with a territory of a lot of partying. And I'm just not in that phase anymore. So I think that that really was this beautiful, um, transition and rebirth for me to step into a new way of doing things and so now I'm like you know what I love to dance and that's why I go out and I don't need something outside of myself to really you know a substance that kind of doesn't do anything for me anymore like I think it's it's nice to not put restrictions on yourself too. like for those of you that might be sober curious or you know um on the journey of being sober in some way shape or form um I personally am not I'm not saying I'm completely sober by any means, but I think it means to really find what that means for you. And I personally don't like to put labels on myself, but I also definitely am feeling the no alcohol train right now. So just wanted to share that because I think, you know, it's often really important to express Those those things that often we question about others, you know, like sometimes I've thought like, oh, just, you know, they're spiritual. Do they drink? Do they do that? And like at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter because you are who you are. And we're all going to get to a place where we think we are meant to be and like have no judgment around anybody. So that was a really big lesson for me. And um, I definitely got to I did microdose a little bit of the psilocybin. The psilocybin mushrooms. Um, and that was fun. You guys have heard me sort of share my journey with psilocybin and how it's really helped me. And I think that that was really healing because instead of, you know, mixing with something that is like a chemical substance, I've been really called to work with more plant medicine. So um, as I enter my 30s, I think that's really what's going to be a big theme. So I uh, just kind of allowed myself and I'm a microdoser on all forms and really a lot of ways I don't um, overindulge I don't like to like get too out of my body but it was really healing to just like I went out with my girls at one point on over the weekend and just like danced and danced and danced and I had this moment with this, like these soul brothers they were dancing on the dance floor. And they looked at me and they're like, you, 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 you. Like, you need to go big every single day. Go big. The world needs you. You are the light. Like, they just started saying all these really empowering, beautiful, magical things. And I was just, like, receiving it all. And I just wanted to share that here because I thought, you know what? Yes, like, each of us gets to go big every single day without, of course, like, overwhelming ourselves or stress out. But I think what he really meant from that was, like, Go big and be you and spread your light and and don't hide from, you know, who you are and the world needs you. And so I just thought it was a beautiful message and that I really wanted to express that too, because I think that means all of us here, you know, to go big, the world needs us right now. We need to step up. We need to shine our light. We have a duty. We have a, a calling in one sh- way, shape or form that each of us are Really being called to step into. So, those were some of my lessons over my 30th birthday. And uh, I know that, you know, I asked some of you guys to for my birthday present that uh, for those of you listening to gift me a rating and review on iTunes, Apple podcast, um, Spotify, wherever. But on Apple podcast specifically, my goal is to get to 200 reviews. So I really appreciate those who have written a review and gifted me such a beautiful birthday gift to wake up and read some of the reviews that you guys have shared. So I'm going to share one today that really resonated with me and just was so beautiful. So this is from Slay Dragons 110. Hell yeah, that's such an awesome handle. (laughs) I love dragons. And uh, the comment is true awakening. This was written on Monday. My spiritual awakening occurred in 2017. And since then, something in me keeps yearning for material information, such as this podcast, to learn from before making any next steps towards transformation. I thank you, Nixie, for this and the many amazing speakers you have had on your podcast. I appreciate you and everything you have to offer me and us. Hashtag love. Hashtag goddess. Hashtag collective. Oh, I love that so much, you guys. Seriously, this is like, oh, there's been so many. I have to read this other one, too, because this is really freaking cute. Um, this is by uh, You Glow Honey. These are freaking handles are so good my fellow magical december 18th are you also a december 18th baby you guys we're so wow i keep meeting a bunch of people who are december 18ths. dear nixie i am goddess collective is so divine i gasped when you mentioned that your birthday is december 18th mine is too happy born day to us hashtag team sag yes oh my god that is so cool your podcast has a beautiful very beautiful way to bring me back to my center the topics and delivery are very well presented for such dynamic and deep wise topics. It's like a warm cup of tea with honey on cold winter, on a cold winter day. Soothing, wholesome, just, ah, yes. <laughs> Thank you for your magic. That was awesome. Thank you guys so much. And I, I I like the reason why I love reviews is because it reminds me, that I'm you know the, that the messages are getting out I I literally speak into a mic so I have no idea you know sometimes but just this is the birthday best birthday present you can ever possibly get me so thank you so much you guys are awesome all right so without further ado we have one more thing to do before we get into the podcast episode today and that is of course a, a card pull from the moon deck our lovely deck that is our new sponsor and uh amazing soul sister friend. And I just love supporting her and reading the beautiful messages that come from this deck. So the deck that I, the card that I pulled for us today, this is card number 33. I meet resistance with kindness. Whew, I'm going to breathe that in again. I meet resistance with kindness. I meet resistance with kindness. And in the beautiful artwork here, there's an image of a woman. She's pretty much completely nude and just lying in crisscross, like her head is facing down to her feet. And she's actually got a butterfly on her back, which, you know, uh, the the review we just had was about, you know, transformation. And I think this is so perfect. I mean, resistance, you guys, we all have so much resistance to things like really feeling into the resistance that we often create around um, change or around Relationships, or by even transformation, or meeting ourselves in a very deep, intimate space, or even just resistance in- intimacy—that <laughs> was a tongue twister—resistance to intimacy. Those things can be very interesting, and um, I think when we think of resistance, you know, it's it's a it's a fear based reaction to something that might end up really serving us. So I love that this card just is a simple reminder to meet your resistance with kindness and to know that you can be gentle on yourself and that you don't have to beat yourself up for having any resistance around something. And to know that, you know, gentleness and kindness is something that I think we all can work on every single day. It doesn't come with ease and grace oftentimes, but if you really breathe into that, um, and breathe into the resistance that you might be feeling in this moment. Um, I think that that's a really beautiful sign to know that be like, be patient with it. Know that this is probably a sign that something is, is changing. Something new is coming forth. There's a rebirth happening and whether you wanted it or not, whether you called it into your life or not, um, uh, it's happening and it might be uncomfortable, but through the uncomfort you will grow. And I think that's why there's this beautiful butterfly on her back because when you look at a cocoon of a of a, you know, um of a beautiful butterfly who's coming out of its cocoon, it's it's tough like that. That butterfly's struggling for a minute trying to come out of that cocoon. I mean, the 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 magical act of of the butterfly transformation is so beautiful. So just remember, like sometimes there's that phase of you wanting to come out of your cocoon and like bust through it. And it's it's not an overnight journey. That I, I really want to know how long a butterfly is actually in a cocoon before they they actually burst through and and go get to spread their wings, but it's definitely not overnight. I've watched them hatch themselves above my house, and just to watch them, it takes it takes quite a few days. So, and in a butterfly's lifespan, that's a long time. So, really breathe that in, and uh, I hope that that card really res- resonates with you and serves you for the day. So, let's get into this conversation about the Kashic records with Ashley Wood. Enjoy. I'll see you on the other side. Hello, divine goddesses. Welcome back to another lovely episode here on I Am Goddess Collective podcast. I am interviewing today a another lovely goddess of the week that we've got Ashley Wood on the show. Hello, Ashley. Welcome to I Am Goddess Collective.
1: Hi, Nixie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yeah, well, we're excited to have you, uh, mostly because of the conversation I think we're really going to be getting into today surrounding Akashic Records and your work uh, with your new rebrand, Align Within. And uh, Ashley's also a host of a podcast, so she gets it. She understands this whole podcasting world. So for those of you listening, you have another podcast to binge, and it is called Manifest This Uh, Ashley is also really just a leading voice of the Akashic Records for her generation and discovered through her channeling that within each of us is an energetic line connecting us to the same realm as our Akashic Records. So living in the space of the line means accessing the infinite wisdom of your soul wherever you need to show up as your highest self. So really obvious why she's here to chat with us today. So welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to just dive into all of this and this work. As you said, like a rebrand, we just barely started sharing about the line. This information has been coming through since I started working with the Akashic Records. It just was coming in like little bits and pieces that I wasn't able to fully comprehend and understand. But after eclipse season this past summer, it was just like full on, full on straight message of like, this is what you have to share. So this information that I'm sharing today is still very new for us as a company, as the person who received it. So I'm just so honored to share it with you today.
0: Well, I can't wait to learn a little bit more about what all that is and your work and really communing with within the Akashic Records realms. It's something I'm very fascinated in and have had the opportunity to get uh, trained in how to open up the records but it hasn't quite you know felt aligned yet and my teacher so um, but before we get into all that I really love to start the show with this question with all my guests. Uh, What crystals are you currently working with and why? Look at this
1: I'm holding one Uh. right now. I work with two crystals and that's it. And I used to work with many and I'm actually looking at like a huge display of them. And they're in my room. They're in my daughter's room. They're all throughout our house. Like every corner of the room has um, black tourmaline, but I'm just not feeling as connected to so many. So today I actually thought like, do I donate my crystals? Do I keep them? Do I pass them on to a new family but this one in my hand I will never get rid of because this is a clear quartz but I don't know the the correct words to describe it's like there's a second crystal inside of it like another one that's living inside of it and then there's these black little flecks in it and um I went into this metaphysical shop last year and I went through so many huge shifts last year. Last year was when I discovered the Akashic Records, when I started learning about all of this ancient karmic duty within my soul is to bring it forward in this life it was there was just so many shifts that happened last year in the summer Mm -hmm. and i went into this metaphysical shop around that time and i went in to buy my brother um just some frankincense to to burn because he was in a cycling accident and he was kind of down and out so i wanted to send him this little present and this crystal i felt its pull from behind like i turned around it was like it was you know, when you like can feel that someone's like walking up behind you, they Mm -hmm. don't touch you, but you can feel their energy behind you. I felt that. And I was like, there's something behind me. And I turned around and my eyes just zoomed in on this crystal. And so I couldn't leave without it. It was like $12. It's very small. Um, But when I hold this, when I channel, I access more information. Mm -hmm. It all gets deeper. And so whenever I am working, um, like with a client or when I'm channeling or like brainstorming with my husband, business partner for our workshops or when I'm on podcasts or any time that I want to just feel that extra support, I hold this crystal. And then I use selenite. And when I'm doing readings with clients, I put a wand under my feet um, because the way that I understand um, messages and how we even receive them from the Akashic records, how all communication comes through our body is from the universe above through our body. And then it goes into the ground below where it's activated and it actually comes up the ground up into our bodies. And that's how we receive it. So I always put a selenite wand underneath my feet when I'm working with clients to just give that added extra protection as it's coming up through to receive it and and deliver it. Um, but that's it. Like there's so many beautiful crystals in front of me right now, but I'm not feeling connected to them except for those two.
0: Well, I kind of love that you also pointed out, you know, that you might donate them or just get them out of your space because I think it's so easy to become like metaphysical hoarders and yeah. have all these tools and, you know, things that we're not really using, but someone might find that it's, you know, bit more beneficial to them. So good point to bring out definitely a good reminder. I'm moving in the direction of being much more minimal. So that's a good one.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't call myself minimal uh, intentionally. Um, I just like, I, whenever I feel like something's energetically not working for me more, I get rid of it. And that channeled through to me like pretty much all the guidance I get now is from the pinnacle, the energies I work with in the Akashic records. And they shared with me last year, they were like, you need to in in your space, have everything be intentional. Like if there's something sitting around that you're not intentionally using anymore, you have to pass it on because it's sitting there holding energy, like creating energetic dust bunnies in your house, which prevents you from being able to fully connect and be, have that clear channel through Mm -hmm. your home. So
0: yeah. Yeah. That's so important. Well, let's get into your work, uh, as an Akashic records, um, communicator and, uh, what you really, you know, first of all, I love hearing the story. Like what got you into all this? You said you kind of just found them like the Akashic records last year. You know, what brought you to this, this spiritual path or this journey and being so passionate about sharing the Akashic records?
1: Yeah, for sure. I love telling this story as well. And I also love hearing it from other people because it's always so personal and interesting, but there are so many similarities. Like whenever I tell this story, I get messages from people who are like, wow, there's so many parallels to my journey as well. And so I think as a collective, we're really all just waking up and, and feeling it. So I was born with energetic gifts I'll just say um we all have gifts we all come into this life with a purpose and gifts and our own lessons and all of this and they all look different and they're all equally special but my gifts are I don't even know what to how to label them um (laughs) I (laughs) they started by being able to communicate in my dreams um I would have very vivid dreams as a, chi- as a child. And I was just sharing with you before we went on this call that I have a three-year-old daughter and she's sleeping so terribly these days. Like she's up all the time. And I was the exact same as a child. Yeah. And so I, I can understand um, that what she's going through because mm-hmm. I slept very poorly as a child, but I had dreams all the time. And I didn't really realize that what I grew up with was different than anyone else because my grandma was my first like spiritual guide, mentor, teacher, I guess we could call it. She told me that it was how God works through her.
0: Mm. Uh, But she
1: used crystals, she read tarot, she read palms, she read tea leaves, she saw Mm. spirits, she was very, very in tune. And she lived very close to I did, I grew up in a small town. And so I was always with her. And it was just normal. And I didn't really realize that anything was different until I was 19 years old. And I remember this dream in particular i've told this story a lot so i hope no one is listening to it for the second time but (laughs) this dream in particular um was when i really realized i had a gift and i had an ability to do something different than other people around me were doing Mm -hmm. but i do really believe we can all do this but the dream was when i was 19 i was at my parents house um for the weekend and I dreamt that I was like walking down this path uh in their hometown in my hometown where they live and this man came and started walking with me and he there was this bumblebee as well and he said um don't swat at that bee if you do you have to leave this place and I remember everything was in technicolor and it felt like I was somewhere different Mm. and then um, he told me June fourth, 1942, tell her I'm sorry. And I woke up and I wrote the date down. And the next day I went to my grandma's house and I told her and she got very emotional. Wow. And She told me that that was the date of her father's funeral and that her brother had taken everything from her that was left in the will. So oh. in my I had traveled to another dimension because it looked different and I was I received a message from someone whom I'd never met but had already transitioned from the physical realm Um, and so I was a little bit afraid Mm. and I consciously, and that was when I was 19, throughout my 20s, turned it off as best as I could. Mm-hmm. And I was, I would get dreams all the time, Nixie, like yeah. all the time. Like sometimes they'd be really wonderful. Like I dreamt that my friend was going to win Beyonce tickets. So I called her, and like, <laughs> hey, you're going to win Beyonce tickets. And she did. No and, and, way. That's amazing. Sometimes I dreamt that people were like this, this woman I knew was going to get sick and die of cancer and two months later she got diagnosed and passed away two months later after that and so I tried to turn it off but I couldn't like it was just when I went to sleep things would happen and when then let's fast forward all the way to my um early 30s I get pregnant and um no drama I have a husband and it was planned (laughs) that I got pregnant (laughs) yeah and um it intensified immediately. Like, I don't know if other women can 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 relate to this, but carrying another soul in my body just was a like spiritual awakening for me. Yeah, it it wow. made everything I was experiencing come on like a hundred times stronger. And there was no way I could turn it off anymore. Yeah. And when I was three months pregnant, I had a dream. Um that I gave birth to this little girl and she came out with large eyes, like intense eyes, dark hair. And she told me, um, the year she passed away in her previous life, how old she was, what happened that she's been in this place in between that she couldn't wait to join our family. She's been watching us. And like, the dream was so vivid. I woke up and I was like, I'm having a little girl. I know it. And then throughout the rest of my pregnancy, I had more dreams about her. I had dreams of like spirit animals guides. It was just, it got so intense. Mm -hmm. And then I had her, And we didn't ask the midwives to like find out the sex of the baby. I just had her. I knew it was her. And of course it was her. She came out with dark hair and really intense eyes from the start. And I'm like, wow, I know you already. And then throughout my entire first year postpartum, it was this polarity and this polarity that we often experience in the physical realm. It's always a polarity. I had extreme postpartum anxiety and depression paired with this massive spiritual awakening of Like literally going for walks with my daughter and like hearing spirit guides talk to me and and being given guidance. And one time I was fast asleep after my husband's grandma passed away like three days later, I was fast asleep and I just like jumped up in bed and looked at him and gave him a message and went back to sleep. And then the next day he's like, Do you remember doing that? I'm like, No, I don't remember that at all. So it was like it was, it was coming on so full force that. I knew I was being led to something. And one day I was given the message to start a podcast and I didn't, I had never thought of starting a podcast, but it felt really fun. And I was like, sure, I'll do it. It worked out really well because my husband has like at this point, probably 15 years of audio engineering experience. Like he's produced records. He's done all kinds of stuff. So a podcast is like piece of cake. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so I started it and it was originally going to be about health and wellness because my previous experience was food blogging. I was a vegan food blogger and did a lot of that. And then after I started interviewing people and like preparing for it, it was so apparent that I was meant to talk about spirituality and about Mm. my gifts and open up and normalize this and ground it. Yeah. So I did the second episode. I just laid it all out there and it's called things I have to tell you. And I just told like, I'm just like, hi, I'm just going to tell you everything that's been happening in my life that I've never told anyone. So here we go. And then, um, yeah, through the podcast, the first season, it's, we're just wrapping up the second season, uh, um, the end of this year, but the first year is pretty much my, journey and i'm just like mm-hmm. i'm learning from guests mm-hmm. i'm asking questions i'm identifying and relating with like everything they're saying so mm-hmm. i'm able to understand myself and one of the guests i had morgan yakis we had a phone call before i interviewed her and she asked me um she's like have you ever read the akashic records and i said no i don't know what that is and she's like you can do it i just have this feeling she's very intuitive and she's yeah. like i just i have to tell you you can do this and i was like okay Sure. So I'd never heard of them. I went out and got a book, read half the book. It was Linda Howe's book, How to Read the Akashic Records. So I read half the book. I didn't even finish it. One day I felt called to open the records and I did. And it was like, I compare it to childbirth in that my life completely changed and I knew it would never be the same again. It was like a coming home party, like a welcome home party. Oh my gosh, wow. It was so intense and so incredible. And at that point, everything made sense. And it no longer felt like this, like that I was like in the wild, wild west of spirit guides. Like it was, it was no longer like so intense and crazy. It was like it all led me to that place. And it I think it was like two months after I opened up for the first time. I went in one day and my grandma was there. My whole cosmic team was there the energies that I now know of that are, they have, they call themselves the pinnacle um, and they're who I work with and who I channel, they were there. And they just all said, they're like, you are meant to um, modernize the Akashic records, make them accessible, like ground them. This is your life's purpose. Do this and you'll always be taken care of. So that was last um, May, 2018. I launched a practice June, 2018. Fast forward to this point, October 2019, I've read for the records for over 500 people around the world. Um, We've built a business around the material that I've channeled. My husband left his job in March to come on and, and like we're full time in this business now. And we just have this company that's just growing and growing and growing. And they've been giving such beautiful guidance as to how to teach the records and how to share about all this information that every single person can tap into. I could go for so much longer, but (laughs) (laughs) maybe I'll stop there. Yeah.
0: Wow. No, I like already there's so many there's so much to unpack with all that. Um the first thing that came up when you were speaking about dreams, I wanted to so, sort of kind of dive into this because lately for me and maybe you have some answers to this, um I'm sure other people experience this and I get this question often about like intuition versus fear, but in my dreams I've lately been noticing I've had a lot of fear-based dreams and I can't quite understand sometimes, like whether they're intuitive hits, like a a, a perceived psychic, um, you know, visual realization, or if I'm being spoken to, or if it's really just what's going on in my subconscious that is manifesting certain fears. And I feel like just intuitively, other people probably feel that same way with like nightmares or really intense dreams that are frightening. You know, like how did you? really, oh my gosh, there's like this gorgeous prism going through your face right now. It's so amazing. Um, But how did you really like understand and and discern like what was the difference between these really psychic dreams versus like things that were just your fear and not real?
1: Well, this is where a lot of my work comes down to and I think that's why the light looks like this because it's perfect it's it's just like lighting it up and being like yes (laughs) talk about this so I'm going to fast forward a bit and then answer that question but I have to give a little bit of background as to what my why why I'm answering way I'm answering so in working with the Akashic Records I have learned that through all of us from the moment I opened the records and I just didn't quite understand it yet but through all Every single human, there is an energetic line that is running through our body. It starts at the top of our head, like it enters at the crown chakra um, from the highest realm, which is where the energies I channel, like the highest realm, the pinnacle, where they are, where our Akashic record exists, like literally the highest realm of of energy. This line runs through our body and it um, connects into the ground beneath our feet. And they've described it described it to me almost like it's like a selenite wand that's running through our body. and It's like a coat hanger for our chakra system. So we're mm. receiving messages 24 seven down this line all the time. And it's also connected to our Akashic record. This light is crazy right now. <laughs> I had to
0: take a picture of it. I'm going to send it to you later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so cool. Um,
1: yeah. I wish I could like show people. I know I you like, guys
0: like this is nuts. It's like I just yeah. have to try to explain it because she's speaking right now and there's this crazy prism of light going through her like crown chakra, like third eye, like through her. It is this like you just can't make this shit up, you know? You
1: can't. They're so happy. And last time we
0: actually this. had to stop recording at 333 because we had some technical issues and now we're like re-recording. So there is some divine magic happening right now.
1: There is. <laughs> so, there is. Yeah. So this line that runs through our body, we all have, we receive messages 24 seven all the time. This is what we call our intuitive hits, our guidance, mm-hmm. our gut feelings, our inner knowings, our pings, whatever you want to call it. It is all the same thing. And it's coming through the body 24 seven at all times. It goes down the body activates in the ground beneath our feet and then comes up into the body. And that's how, when we can receive them. So, This also connects to our Akashic record Mm. and our Akashic record is a metaphysical library of every single experience our soul has ever gone through. It's like a library of our soul, like a, like Mm. an energetic library of our soul. So every emotion, thought, feeling, anything, it is so delicate. It's imprinted into this and this line running through your body is connecting to it. So this allows you to be, really tapped into your multidimensional experience. You're existing in so many dimensions at one time. I also like to use the visual of if you're holding a plate, like a glass plate, and Mm -hmm. you smash it on the ground and you see all the different pieces on the ground, um, one of those pieces of glass is your physical experience, and all the other ones are different experiences that your soul is currently in. So I really believe that when you're sleeping, when you're in your dream world, you are, yes, maybe experiencing messages from your subconscious, but I really, really so strongly believe in my personal experience that you're entering a different dimension. And in that different dimension, you're either seeing different realities That could be playing out, or you're seeing different possibilities, or you're receiving different messages, or you're going into a past life. Mm. And how time works on the physical plane, we see it as linear. Like we see the sun rise, we see it set, we see ourselves aging. And so we know that time here works linear, but on the every other side, like on the anywhere in any other dimension other than the, the physical. Time is kind of all happening at the same time. Right. So you could be tapping into past lives in your dreams. You could be tapping into future lives in your dreams. You could be tapping into so many different things. So I take every single thing I dream seriously yeah. because I find a truth or a message in it
0: hmm.
1: in some way. And if it's a fear, any fear that we have I always say, believe that fear and ask yourself why, because if it's a fear of something happening, you may be having a memory of a past life of something that did happen that you brought into this current life to re-experience or to learn from or to heal or to release. And so treat that fear with a neutrality and been like, this is my fear. Okay. I know that's not happening right now. I know I'm okay right now. Okay. So, and then, I sometimes go into my sleep and like go to dream and ask myself like, or ask this line within me or open up. And I'd be like, can I please see more? Can you give me more examples? Can you show me more? It's amazing what we can control once we're allowing ourselves to be vulnerable to ourselves. And as soon as we say to ourselves, well, that's just a fear, or that's just your subconscious, or that's just this, it's just that. It's like downplaying the entire experience, mm. which you can call as sacred or spiritual or anything. But really, it's our existence as energetic beings in this physical container. Like, that's what it is. Mm. Like, it's understanding our existence.
0: Well, now seems like the perfect opportunity to share with you, goddesses, our newest sponsor, the Moon Deck. The Moon Deck is a beautiful oracle set that connects you to your intuition and brings self-care rituals into your daily life. Created to foster community and healing, this entire set of 44 cards plus a beautiful guidebook filled with rituals is inspired by the cycles of the moon and the empowerment of women. It shares insights on growth, purpose, practice, and emotional well-being. The Moon Deck can be worked with as an oracle guide, as a daily tool for reflection and meditation, or simply in a tarot-inspired spread. As a goddess listener, you receive 10% off the entire site, so head on over to themoondeck.com forward slash goddess and enter code Moon to receive your discount. Happy rituals and oracle card pulling, sisters. I love you. That's amazing. I've never heard anyone really, you know, put it in that context. And uh, it almost feels as if it's like less of a, um, you know, it's not as deep or intensified because, you know, for those that maybe have nightmares or they're like going through these, you know, night tr- tremors or ha- have you ever had like an experience where you wake up in like sleep paralysis and you can't move and it feels like there's never like beings around you? I've had that happen to me multiple times and it's really scary because it feels like you can't move. You can't talk. You can't do anything, but you, your eyes are awake and it feels like there's beings like around you looking at you and you're like, I'm helpless. And so it's just, I think the dream space is like so fascinating, especially lately because I've reactivated a lot of my own personal, really intense dreams and lucid dreaming that I hadn't had for years. So, um, yeah. Wow. What a great, I mean, that's, pretty intense to think about it from that perspective and just know like we're these energetic beings and it gives it more power and and yeah, a little does. bit more playfulness too to-
1: I would think pardon me sorry no go ahead I would think that sleep paralysis it's I've never experienced mm-hmm. it but I would think of it as being kind of in two dimensions at one time yeah and having a little bit of a harder time leaving the one. Yeah. I see this in my daughter all the time, who's very sensitive energetically, mm-hmm. like she really is. Um, and sometimes she'll just look at me and I can see in her eyes that she's like here and somewhere else. And I experience this, but I like, I see it in her mm-hmm. and she'll be afraid. She's also in the middle of the night. She's spoke different languages in her sleep. Um, she's woken up and not been known where she is. And so wow. I've learned a lot. Motherhood has taught me a lot. It's awakened a lot within myself, but it's also, I'm watching this little being grow up and I'm seeing what I believe I probably went through as well, but my mm-hmm. mom didn't see it in the, through the same lens and no fault on her. She hadn't experienced it mm-hmm. and she probably hadn't experienced it, but I'm seeing it now as in like, wow we incarnate with real fears because we, we don't incarnate as perfect beings. There's no mm-hmm. such thing as perfect. We incarnate with all of these past experiences that we bring into this life to release and to heal. And so they come up in so many different ways. And yeah, the dream world is a really sacred, beautiful place to mm-hmm. just understand our own experiences and our own self much deeper.
0: Yeah, and, and just... Kind of going back to that saying, you know, we're being trapped in these two worlds, like realizing that we're multidimensional and that we're so much bigger and more like greater than this, this physical body or meat sack that we're in. And to my understanding, you know, that's really what the Akashic Records brings forth is this you know, record of information for each of our storylines. What were some of the like biggest things that you found out about your, you know, soul contract or even just relationships around you when you were working and discovering the Akashic records, like really what changed that for you?
1: I've never been asked that question before.
0: Oh wow. Yay.
1: (laughs) I love this. I also (laughs) have to say just when you said um, we're so much bigger than or sorry, our, our existence is so much bigger than what we see in the physical. What we see right now on the screen, like this prism, this yeah. long, like uh, shining light, it reminds me of this documentary that I watched with my husband on Netflix. So I live in Canada, so it's Netflix Canada, but I'm sure it's in the US as well. And I can send you the name after because I can't remember right now, but it's about this um, this spaceship that went out into space like back in the 60s or something to take pictures of planets and it's still out there it's now like in
0: oh, i don't even a documentary know.
1: yeah oh, i don't know yes. these correct terms Same it's left amazing. our galaxy it's wow. it's left our universe it's in a different an alternate like it's in a different place now and they don't think there's no way to get it back but it's still out there. flying around out there sending data which is so fascinating but it took wow. this picture of all the planets um, in the beam of the sun, like in this light beam of the sun. And the sun is just like this gigantic light beam in the sky of all these beautiful colors. Like it's so, so, so stunning. And then earth is this little dust speck. It is so, it blew my mind apart wow. to see that picture. Yeah. Cause I'm like, we are so much more than our physical. Like if you see that and that's earth, like we're so much more. Um, But what did I learn about myself? Well, one of the most beautiful and comforting things I've learned, I've learned about a lot of my past lives. Um, Mm -hmm. I've learned one in particular that I was a woman like labeled a witch in the 1600s in England, the countryside of England and I wore all white and I had sisters and we did dancing and collecting herbs and all these things that you would imagine. Um, but then I also had a vision of that and this wasn't even in the records. This was, it just happened when I was actually writing about the records one day, I just tapped into it. Mm. Um, Actually, no, I was in the records. I was lying on my bed with the records just open and allowing anything to come through. And I saw myself as this person, like this, this woman with this white, white dress. And I was at the top of a hill. And at the base of the hill were all these people looking up to me, but no one would come to me. Mm-hmm. And one of my fears in this life and my lessons to work through is the fear of being rejected and ostracized. Wow. And I always feel that. And I have noticed myself like, in the past, when I was a lot younger, I'd go to relationships where like, like romantic and also friendship where I was absolutely the odd one out and I would be like pushed aside a little bit, but it was almost like I was comfortable like that. I don't, I don't exactly know how to explain it, but as I stepped into myself and my message and my gifts and who I am just as a person, that is a fear I'm always working with of like, mm-hmm. are people going me are they going to ostracize? like am I going to feel ostracized? And I believe that was a past life that I had where I had these I had these abilities and people would come to me to listen to me, but they didn't want to come close to me. And I've definitely brought that into this life to heal.
0: Wow. It sounds to me it's like another tool for deep profound awareness. yes in our journey and discovering like t- to me, awareness is so powerful. And when we know like these more elements of who we are and why we came in here, like with that, you know, specific fear or trauma or um, past life experience that you've had that you've brought in here. I think it really helps navigate today in our modern world and to just know like this is. I'm more clear on why I'm here. It's kind of like astrology too. You know, it's just this other tool. And I personally haven't done a really deep dive into Akashic records. I've had many sisters ask me, you know, do you want to be, do you want to learn? Do you want to go into, um, to be able to go into the records? And sometimes I really think that like I'm open to it already and it just, or it's like a different stream of information coming in. But what are some of the things, like how do you fully know, Or when you're in the records, like what I know, it's like a feeling like someone told me that they get this sparkly feeling, they kind of see things like for you, what is your experience?
1: I believe that it is different for absolutely everybody in the way that I explain it. It's different from when I'm reading for someone else as opposed to when I'm receiving for myself. So Mm. there are two ways to answer this question. When I'm reading for someone else, it's going to feel different and look different every single time because I'm entering their energy, I'm entering their soul. And it looks different and feels different every time you walk into someone else's house, right? Like you pick up on someone's energy when you walk into their home. No two homes feel the same, like when you walk into someone's home. So when I go into someone's Akashic Records, Mm. it feels different for me because I'm going into their soul, their home and I feel their energy. So I see pictures, I hear, I feel often it feels like there's something behind me, but there's nothing there. But I feel like I'm being given this information that it's all coming from this highest realm, the pinnacle, the energy that I work with and that, that, that everyone works that they work with everybody. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But when it, when I'm receiving from myself and you don't have to go into the records in this, um, like the, the ritual type way with the prayer and with, with all this Mm. to read for yourself, we have a line activation, what is what we call it. And I'll give you a link to a video that you can, um, link for this so people can watch it. It's free and we just teach it. And it is a, very simple movement with breath work of putting your hands in prayer pulls above your head, closing your eyes, and literally moving your hands up and down your body to intentionally activate this line mm. that's running through you that's connecting to your Akashic record. And that's like the high-speed 5G way of like connecting into that. It's like <laughs> it matches, that. it yeah. matches our. Our lifestyle speed now and yeah. the way that our energy literally is moving. Like we are evolving beings. And I always say yeah. that to me personally, spirituality is awareness and it's awareness and intention and evolvement. Mm-hmm. Like it's a fault. Mm-hmm. Our, our human selves, consciousness evolving. That's like in being aware of that. That's yeah. a spiritual practice. And so this line activation will like you move up and down your body, and that. Opens up, activates these files within you and allows you to receive guidance, receive messages and information. This is going to look different for absolutely everybody because everybody has different energy. So, for example, when my husband right. does them and he and I both do them every single day,
0: and when he does I them, that.
1: yeah, and I'm sure my daughter will as well, but we just,
0: don't, oh my we, gosh, would, you we, guys are going to be so cute just sitting there, just going. Getting into that frequency, I can see it now. It's adorable. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, when he does them, he has a mantra and I can't remember what it is, but it's something like I enter with I enter no, I enter with the belief of that I already know or something like that, because all the information is already within you. I can't remember his exact mantra, but he gets information immediately, like during his mm-hmm. line activation getting information he said it sounds more like his ideas that are coming through really quickly it's kind of like when you're really excited about something and you're like ah, and then I'm gonna do this and then I'm gonna do this and this and this and this like it just comes through quickly whereas when I do them like I'll do a line activation in the morning and then maybe 10 to 15 minutes later I'll get an idea and I'll just be like that was from it like I just Mm. I just know I also encourage people to trust every single idea you get and to not think like well, was this mine or was this from my, the the guidance from the line or was this something else or was this my intuition or was this everything is that like you're receiving all the time. If you get an idea that excites you, does it really matter if it came from this guidance or if it came from yourself, you're connected to it. You're right. bound to it. Like yeah. you can just say you picked up on that message. So I, I, I get information like later on, um, or, throughout the day I'll get information, but really for me, it usually feels like making connections. Like it feels like I'm placing, putting puzzles, pieces together. Um, and I don't get any sensation or anything other than this, like really deep knowing that like, that was right. That was right. That's exactly what I have to do. That was right. Um, when I do use the prayer to like properly enter the records and do it in the ritualistic, like let's say 2G dial up internet way, (laughs) um, I get tingling in my head, like Mm. my crown chakra tingles just as I'm saying the prayer. Yeah. It's just like, I'm like activating a different, a different way of receiving, I guess, or just entering a different Mm. dimension.
0: Yeah. So you and your husband, you are now running your business. I have some questions about that because I think so many, uh, so many women often approach me and ask like, you know, how do I, how my husband doesn't really, or boyfriend, whomever in their relationship, maybe it's a woman too, you know, doesn't really have a spiritual foundation. Um, They're not, you know, on the same journey or on the same path. They might be really open, but was your husband always like that with you or did you guys kind of awaken each other one by one?
1: I would say that we have both always been interested in learning mm-hmm. and we both have a very, um, a foundation of mutual respect for one another. Yeah. So <clears throat> we never, force something on the other person, but we're very interested in listening and hearing and, mm. and observing. So as I was going so through funny. this with my yeah pregnancy um, and then postpartum, I would share stuff with him, but I never expected him to do things with me or to understand or to, to change himself because we are all on our own journeys and part of love Like Mm -hmm. the foundation of love when you're with someone is to love them for who they are, not to love them. And all of a sudden expect that they change to become something that you want them to be like, you really have to check yourself then to be Mm -hmm. like, wait a second, do I still love this person for who they are? And so I would just tell him things and tell him stories. And just as he would tell me things and stories and um, he wasn't ever into this Stuff, I guess you could call it um, <laughs> <laughs> this this um, this different way of living, this yeah. lifestyle. Um, before I got pregnant, I would just tell him stories of dreams and stuff. He'd be like, "Oh, that's really interesting," but it would stop there. Yeah. Um, that being said, we both like helped each other go vegan and and just mm. live consciously, and we we encourage each other and and help each other along with that, um, and so. When I started to really, after having our daughter, receive these messages and understand that we could live differently, and that we had limiting beliefs, and that we had social conditioning, societal conditioning, and that we had these patterns that we were playing out on a day-to-day basis, and it... Um, one example in particular, at the time we owned a house and we wanted to buy a different house. And I had told him, let's buy this house in, in two years or something. And he's like, we would never be able to afford that. And I said, well, how mm. do you know? Like, those were the kinds right. of conversations we right. had. I said, well, how would you, how do you know? Like, yeah. that's
0: that asking we can't afford today,
1: mm-hmm. but how do you know in two years? And he's like, well, look at our life right now. I'm like, right, but we can change anything. And it was yeah. those kinds of experiences exploring, exploratory discussions that we had that really um, allowed us to transform our own lifestyle. And he was interested in hearing my perspective. I would hear his perspective. Neither of us would try to challenge each other or be like, you're wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. And he's actually said it best on um, our podcast, on Manifest This. He came on a couple of weeks ago and he said, whenever you enter an argument with someone, your ego wants to win. When you enter it with the confidence within yourself of your own point, but you're completely open and neutral mm-hmm. to what other people are saying, no longer do you have to put up these like these these defense mechanisms or you're not right, I'm right. That's all ego. Yeah. And we just together allowed ourselves to have discussions and conversations. And I mean, I don't even know his spiritual beliefs to like inside and out they're personal to him so our mind personal to me but what we can agree with is that this is a lifestyle of awareness intention and elevated consciousness and mm. we apply that to everything we do parenting our diet the way we treat our bodies our business um the way we are as a unit a family unit like it's applied to everything so I don't even necessarily call it spiritual I more so just call it a level of awareness just as you said Nixie Mm -hmm.
0: yeah no that's so important I think the word um, expectation really landed when you said all of that because I think that's the key is a lot of um, a lot of us have these expectations and so when we go and enter a, a sacred partnership especially one where you know There's just different views like we're meant to have different views. And I do believe that those expectations can get in the way of really a beautiful, beautiful relationship because there's there's just things that aren't clear you know people aren't Mm -hmm. meeting in that halfway so i I really hope that that really served a lot of the listeners here that have had those questions and you know they're like oh my partner doesn't meditate or my partner doesn't do this and it always comes back to like the answers for me that always come through is to always just be yourself and lead by example but also just love them anyways and if you don't love them and that's the truth, then I think that's really deeper where, where you should go, you know, with that. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's, that's really beautiful and a good example, you know, for those out there that are feeling that uh, they want to go that deep with a partner or start a business or anything of that nature. I think it's really cool. So thanks for sharing. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Thank you. I'll also say just as, I don't know if it'll serve as inspiration or comfort or anything to anyone that a life of elevated consciousness and awareness and spirituality, if you want to use those words, whatever words, a life of intention doesn't look one way. And Mm -hmm. when you said meditation, I don't meditate Mm -hmm. and neither does my husband. We both don't meditate. Um, We do our line activations every day Mm -hmm. and I do a short meditation before I Um, open the records for people and then we do deeper line activations that are guided meditations but not every single day and those are the kinds that we have in our workshops like they allow you to go deep into the files and allow you to really like the files within you and allow you to really understand that information but on a day-to-day basis we don't meditate and we don't do the things that you may think you have to do to Mm -hmm. have a life of awareness and connection like it I I really believe that it all comes down to joy and mm. light living, like what can you do to just bring yourself into that space of literal lightness, like mm. of just, I don't even know how to really explain it having fun like yeah just it feels like
0: an inner child like this rainbow prism that's beaming through the screen it's like rainbow magic like just being connected with your inner child and also what what I'm also hearing too is like there's been a big conversation I think about how this more like this other way of living or intentional way of living how you put it is can get very dogmatic you know where we've like left one religion and then now we're in another and that religion looks like oh you have crystals oh you have tarot cards oh you have you know you meditate every day but it's like creating a box around the the true essence of like us being free to do whatever we we choose to do and and i think that all of the conversations that we really have here or even you know with some of the guests that come on it's all just like these tools and Mm -hmm. they they are tools to access different realms of who we are uh to bring that level of awareness and ultimately to just have more peace and and like you said joy so i really Mm -hmm. i like that (laughs) it's beautiful thank you yeah Mm -hmm. so you know, kind of going back to the Akashic Records and your work with um, your new like rebranding and everything. uh, Tell us a little bit about that. Like, what did you why did you feel called to rebrand and create this this new business with uh, a line within? And what does that mean to you?
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, I would love to say it was all my idea, but it wasn't. (laughs) Um, From the moment I started working with the records back in uh june and started reading for people i was getting messages all the time that there's this line that runs through us and they were always like doing this this motion whenever i was channeling i was just like my hands would go into this motion of this line and Mm. it just kept coming through but i wasn't really understanding it and i i didn't know i didn't know really what it was and then um i know even in december we took a break from the podcast and work in everything last December. Um, and I kept saying to Ben, I'm like, there's this hotline or line or something that just keeps coming through. And I don't know what this means. Like, what does this mean? It's not like the hotline to the record. It's like, what is this? Like 1999? Like, what <laughs> is this? Like, what is this? <laughs> and then, um, it was getting clearer and clearer and clearer in my readings, like, and my own reading is like going in, in for myself. And I started to kind of play with the idea of just accessing the field of the Akashic records, which I didn't realize at the time was the same realm as where these energies, the Mm -hmm. pinnacle are like all of this piece together for me during eclipse season. Um, but I was playing with like accessing the realm of the Akashic records rather than actually entering the, or sorry, the field rather than entering the actual records. I'm like, how can I tap into that energy? And I just put that into my intention. And like in my own work and when I was in the shower in the morning, instead of opening my own records, which I often did in the past, while I was washing my hair, I'd open my records and be like, Hey, what's up for today. Um, but I, just made an intention to access the field. And then one morning in June before eclipse in this past summer, I was in the shower. I wasn't in my records. I was just like accessing the.
0: What is that? Did you just hear that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me just see what number that is so I can pause it. That was just a, um, I'm, I'm up in the mountains, but we are right off a main road. So, um, that was a really loud bike that just decided to go by. So let me just put down this number so I can make sure to tell them where to edit that out. Okay, go ahead.
1: Okay. So in June, before eclipse season, I was in the shower and I just heard a line within This is your new company. Mm. Your company is all about the line. You are teaching the line. You are teaching how people can receive this guidance from the line, how people can clear the line, live a life with a clear line, live a limitless life, access these different dimensions of ourselves. Like just, this is what you are doing. So I ran out of the shower and grabbed my phone and wrote it down. And I told my husband and I was like, Ben, it's a line within that's our new company's name. And he kind of laughed. He's like, that is like way too close to a line like A-L-I-G-N. And I said, I didn't even think of it that way, but it's it's the epitome or not the epitome. It is the definition of what it means to be aligned. Like Mm -hmm. when you are in literal alignment with this line that's running through you. So we did not have intention of rebranding or rebirthing the company is more so what it was, but we Started from scratch, we rewrote every single workshop that we had. Um, they're all brand new, and it's a program called Clear the Line. So mm-hmm. there's Clear the Line, gain clarity. Clear the Line, love. Clear the Line, money. Clear the Line, um, mm. release fear. And on October 31st, we're coming out with Clear the Line Past Lives. Oh, I love
0: that! Perfect yeah. timing with the Sawin and uh, the Veils being them. I like that.
1: Yes. Um, and so each program or each workshop was completely rewritten. We, we redid everything for our company, like all the way down to like renaming it on like legal side and everything. Like we redid everything to follow through with this guidance I was given Mm of how you can redefine the Akashic records or like I'm redefining the Akashic records that they're not this, Space that only in the past men in a like a high religious, I don't know, I don't know what the word to use, like men in higher positions within the church and within different religions were the only ones who were accessing the Akashic records. And even now, they seem to a lot of people like, what is this like realm, this different place? And it's like you're actually living in them every single day. Mm-hmm. This, this for you is yeah. going. You every single day, every time you receive guidance, every time you receive intuitive hits, every time you receive anything, it is coming from that realm. It's coming through you every single day, and you can clear that line so that you can receive more and more and more and more messages. So that you can be more and more and more in tune with that guidance. So that you can create this what we call limitless life because mm-hmm. we place limits on ourselves based on yeah. well, what what are you able to do? What can you hear? What can you, all of this? live that life of limitless expansion in whatever way that means to you. So that's our entire business now. I still do readings, but I do a lot less. Um, And Mm. it's, it's, it's very interesting. Like doing the rebrand, it feels really, it feels really wonderful that we've done this. It was such a big project and it, um, we launched our new website and new courses and everything on October the 1st. And it still feels like, a bit uncomfortable in that I feel like I'm talking about stuff that's totally new and different, even though I've been talking about the line since the summertime, it's just that place of discomfort, you know, astrology. So you'll know that Pluto is exactly opposite, I guess, of my Venus. So the more that I step into what I want in life and all the beautiful things, I tap into Pluto. So I keep transforming and I keep pushing myself and that's where I'm at right now. I'm really feeling Pluto.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Wow. You know, what's even funny too, like when I first moved to LA, I actually went to work with a company uh, called Align Movement, actually oh, A-L-I-G-N, actually it was two eyes, A-L-I-I-N and it was a conscious lifestyle brand essentially I was the designer for and uh, that really was a catalyst for me to open up everything like moving to LA was, but just the, the co-creator, the person that had the vision, this man just had a direct connection to all these things that I never even explored. You know, I mean, I went pretty deep in like all the rabbit holes of like conspiracy theories and like, like the crazy woo -woo everything. Like I just kind of went deep because he was going deep. And so it just naturally like mirrored exactly what I needed to open up my mind and see that there was so much more to life than just the little box that I had been, you know, told to live. So, I think it's funny. And I was just uh talking. I mean, it's alignment. Like a line is everything, even if it, I love how it's like a line, so it's separate and it just makes it just makes so much sense. And when you speak about it, it feels very resonance and a very deep level because we're here, I believe, to like clear so much of our like limiting beliefs, our ancestral lineage, like everything that you're doing is is exactly the work that you I can I can see like the bigger picture of how we really can live this limitless life so Mm -hmm. what what would you say to someone i mean who's like ultimately really struggling with um just seeing all these limitations around them you know constantly coming up and met with blocks uh just things not really like moving with grace and ease what uh what guidance would you have to say to them
1: um, well, the pinnacle I'll quickly say first is that they have advised a lot to not use the word block because already that oh, feels really? like already that feels like sit down, you can't move on, like as if there's like a literal block okay. in front of you. They say to use the word opportunity, like it's an opportunity to look deeper within yourself. Well, it's some I there's understand. something that's calling you to look even deeper. It's not a block that's preventing you from moving it's something that it's like just pause for a sec there's an opportunity to go deeper it's a it's a it's a mental shift and the way our mind and emotions are energetic frequencies and when we shift our energetic frequency we are shifting our experience so Mm -hmm. even just using different words can really change how things are going for us it like as we work through them. Um, But if you're in a place where you really are like, nothing's happening for me, I don't understand. Like, how does this even, like, what do I even do? Um, We, this was another thing that came through in eclipse season. And that is the um, threshold that we have within ourselves, all of us. It's this energetic meter that almost looks like um, a cardiogram, like a heart rate monitor in a hospital. Mm -hmm. And it measures our um, experiences, both high frequency or vibrational experiences and low frequency experiences. And as we experience high, we're going to also experience low. As we experience low, we're going to also experience high. Now, high doesn't necessarily mean positive because sometimes, like, imagine someone who wins the lottery and has, Mm -hmm. like, zero ability to... um, yeah. Hold on to it uh, like, or understand. Hold money. on to yeah. it. Yeah. And maybe all of a sudden they start, like, I remember reading a story of someone who won the lottery and then drank it all away and had a party and their house burnt down. Like it was just, it was, right. it was yeah. this like high vibrational experience that immediately turned low. Now this isn't going to say that everyone who has a high vibrational experience like that is going to like follow up with like a crash, but There's a learning on both sides, high and low. And this energetic frequency expands based on what you're able to handle, like what you're able to receive, what you're able to go through. So if you're in this place where you're like, nothing's happening for me, nothing's happening for me, nothing's happening for me, accept that. Mm, Because when you're pushing against it, you're not handling where you are right now. Just accept it. Maybe right now, that's where things are for you. And they're not going to be there forever because energy is constantly moving. Time is always moving. Things are always happening. And you're given invitations to change, take action at all times, all the time. Every single day, you're given an invitation to take action on something. And so just pause, Yeah, accept where you are, be okay with this, just Find what we call the middle space, which is a place of neutrality where you can still have emotion. You can still have reactions, but understanding how your emotions and reactions are impacting and creating your experience, like being able to just step back and see it, find that middle space within you and be like, okay, I'm, I'm here right now. I accept this. I maybe don't like it, but I accept it. And I'm going to live in this. And I'm just going to turn on that awareness, like just turn my eyes on, turn my senses on, do some line activations, like just become aware and start to even carry a journal with you or your notepad and jot down what you believe is an is an invitation or something to take action, a message, start paying attention to this. You don't yeah. have to take action on it, but just pay attention and then know that nothing's going to change unless you do. And often there's that fear around well I don't like where I am I know I want something different but in order to do something different I have to take action and the space from what I don't like to what I want is an unknown and I'm scared of that unknown so I'd rather just sit here and say that nothing's working for me but really I'm not working with this being given to me so yeah. you have to really allow yourself first of all the space to pause accept where you are and process why nothing's Going the way you want it to, and then ask yourself: Are you afraid of moving forward? Are you afraid of taking mm-hmm. action? Where are you giving your energy to that you could be bringing it back? They channeled something so beautifully to me in a um, in a reading one time, and we actually have this this a little teaching like this in one of our um, workshops: Clear the line, money, like how to bring more money into your life. And they said that there are our energy is like faucets. And Mm -hmm. like, if you turn a faucet on, it just keeps running. So how many faucets for other people do you have turned on and is it draining you out? Like Mm -hmm. if you're so focused on other things, Mm -hmm. are you even like paying attention to yourself? So there's so many things that you can do to like in that moment of pause, in that moment of reflection, to bring that attention back onto yourself and to start to notice these opportunities you're receiving every single day to take action and then ask yourself, why you're not moving forward with them without judgment, because maybe you're not ready. And that is okay too, because when you're pushing against something, your threshold's not expanding. When you're sitting there with acceptance and love for yourself and understanding and patience and grace and all this, then it (laughs) begins to expand again.
0: Wow. I love that you said that because I think it really invites us back to the present moment and mm-hmm. to recognize you know we're we're in this culture where it's like everything is i don't have i want more i th- this or that or it's not enough or and i think that that's where um my personal journey just shifting that storyline has been so impactful in the reality that i've been able to create is because i've not you know there and there's moments where you know those downtimes where i want things to be moving faster i think it's really important to just like you said you know come back i think that's such soulful medicine Um, To know that acceptance is like the thing, though. It's really it's just when you can accept where you are or just accept somebody or accept like that is such a big breakthrough or moment in life when you can finally come to that place, you know, and I really I, I just I see that as such a powerful tool. So thank you for sharing that. I really love that perspective. And uh, the medicine that you you share is is very impactful. Definitely, uh, you're in alignment.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. you know. Nixie, I have to say that the word acceptance is one of the biggest lessons that I have had to learn because I yeah. used to think that accepting means giving up. And I was not using my energy correctly for a long time, because as soon as I felt like I had to accept, I would push harder and pushing harder was not allowing my threshold to expand. Like I was literally pushing against myself. And once there was my husband who taught me acceptance and he taught it to me, he always told me accept, accept, accept. And I finally had to swallow it when I was going through postpartum anxiety and had like seven months of just pure horrible it was it was so dark. Yeah. And I finally had to accept where I was and seek medical help. And that was really hard for me. But I was like, it was such a blessing of surrender and accept Mm -hmm. and of like, I'm not giving up. I'm accepting. There's something so beautiful about Mm -hmm. accepting. In this moment, just accepting—it's it, like it's one of the biggest lessons of my life, and I'm so grateful for it. So, thank you for using that word.
0: Yeah, well, I know that that's going to resonate with everyone listening because it's—it's a collective uh, breakthrough that we all, I think, are really learning now. Instead of the opposite of accepting, which is like you said, pushing away or um, just deflecting on the things. And you kind of brought up anxiety and, and the experiences that you had after your. Uh Pregnancy, and I think that that also is really important. you know, these mental mental health issues, all these uh experiences that we're having now, and that I think it's just skyrocketing for so many reasons, but I think it's so healing and so important for you to first really accept one but also just be in it, like experience it. you know whenever I have my neutral when I work within, my anxiety is to just stop. And feel it and let it move through me because the more that I avoid it and resist it and am frustrated that that's happening, it seems to magnify. And Mm -hmm. so instead, you know, I think I think that that's really important to to add in to all of the conversation here and just. It really resonates with me when we talk about that acceptance. So thank you so much. We could talk forever. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, we really <laughs> could. <laughs> I love the message that you bring and uh, the rainbows and prisms that come with it, <laughs> <laughs> and the transmissions. I mean, wow it it just it's funny how it like finally dissipated after. Here we are wrapping up the show. So, um, yeah. well, I have a couple more questions for you before we say our final farewells. Sure. Uh, for everybody that has just fallen in love with you and can't wait to <laughs> learn more, where can they find you?
1: Thank you so much for those kind words. And I also feel like we could talk forever. If you want to keep talking and carry on the conversation, <laughs> you can find me at Instagram at ALN within and our website is alnwithin.com. And we also have a Facebook group for our podcast. Our podcast is called Manifest This. And then we have the Manifest This Soul Circle on Facebook, which is a growing community of people who come on there to discuss a whole wide range of topics on their own personal journeys and Mm. spiritual journeys. It is so beautiful how supportive that community is. Like it is, it blows me away. It's Mm. just wonderful. So if you want somewhere to go hang out come find us on Instagram and Facebook.
0: Awesome. Well, I love it. So my last and final question for you, I love asking this to all my guests that come on the show. Uh, What does it mean to you to invoke your, how do you invoke your inner goddess?
1: Oh, wow. You know, I know I've said motherhood a lot, but motherhood really brought out The feminine in me and Mm -hmm. softened me I was very loud before and when I say loud I was aggressive um I was very much like I'm gonna get to the front of the line and Mm -hmm. that was my energy and I also lived with um I had I, I recovered from an eating disorder but never fully like I feel like I finally fully recovered from it in pregnancy yeah Motherhood taught me to love my body and myself in a way that has transformed my life. I mean, I think probably twenty five thousand people have seen my breasts now from breastfeeding. So, like, just loving the feminine part of my body and mm-hmm. loving the oops, loving the curves and loving everything, every part of me has allowed me to soften into myself and to literally accept myself. And so. I'm constantly tested with patience. I'm tested with sleep deprivation. I'm tested with the fact that I'm barely ever alone. I'm tested with so much. And because of all of that, I have this work. Like Mm -hmm. I really feel like it is the threshold within me where I'm always tested. But because of it, I have been able to invoke my inner goddess and to receive this guidance and Mm to choose to live in this middle space which allows me to feel like a goddess
0: yeah i love that i think that's really the uh the ultimate well the goddess to me is really the mother you know gaia pachamama the mother earth is is that nurturing spirit and uh Mm -hmm. that to me is really what connects me with that feminine energy so not yet experienced motherhood, but I have in many other ways. And uh, I'm sure that I know there's so many mom listeners here. And so I love that uh, we were able to kind of go into that conversation today as well. So thank you again so much for coming on the show. I loved chatting with you and I'm glad we finally made it work. As we were saying earlier, (laughs) we (laughs) had some hiccups down the road, but uh, as always, it's in divine timing. So we wouldn't have got that rainbow prism before. And so (laughs) here we are. All right, ladies. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode with the lovely Ashley Wood from Align Within. And uh, check out her work. Follow her stuff. We'll put everything in the show notes for you. And I love you. I see you. And I hear you. Bye for now. See you next time.